Hello, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Uniprep, the only blog that helps you answer all of your college questions and concerns. Today, we'll be talking about the SAT versus the ACT, your resume, and volunteering overseas. Let's not waste any time and get right into it. So, there's an obvious difference between the SAT and the ACT, but what is it? So, our first question... What is the SAT? Well, the SAT is a test created by the College Board, no no uh, introduction needed, that many colleges want your score of to get into said college. It costs $43 or $53 if you take the optional essay, which makes the test an hour longer. Um, you don't have to take it, but some colleges will want it. Your choice, really. You are tested on reading, grammar, and math, with and without calculator, and you have three hours divided up for each section. There are many dates I'll have to take it from, uh, September all the way to June, and the max score is 1600. Moving on to the next question. What is the ACT? The ACT is an alternative that is equally as accepted as the SAT. It can be done... uh, alone you can or you can do both tests um although i think colleges will only take one so you should probably choose the one that you have the best score on uh, it costs 34 or 50 dollars with the essay again so a little bit cheaper uh this time you're tested on writing grammar math and also science but you don't need prior knowledge in science it's mostly just reading uh graphs and interpreting them uh, you also have three hours uh, again, or a little bit more if you had the essay. So they're pretty much the same time. It also take it's also taken a fairly good amount of times. Um, similar dates, but not the same. And this time the max score is thirty six. Moving on, as it taken on different dates. They are indeed on different dates. Um, this can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you see it. It can be good because if you plan on taking them both, you won't have to worry about, um, they being on completely different dates. But it would be nicer for them to be on the same weekend instead of a few weeks apart. But that's just my preference. Um, they're never going to be on the same day, so you don't have to worry about that. If you are hell-bent on just taking one or the other then I guess this doesn't really affect you at all at that point. So yeah, they're never going to be on the same day, and usually they're a few weeks apart. Now moving on to the big question, I guess. Which one is easier? Well, unfortunately there's no easy answer. It all depends on the person, really. The SAT has less trigonometry and geometry on it than the ACT does, so you might find it easier because of that, or if you're good at it, you might find that worse. The ACT also allows calculator on all sections, while the SAT has a section specifically without calculator. Uh, the science section on the SAT you won't really have to worry about, because it's not really about science, but about scientific language and graphs and charts. Finally, the reading on the SAT is more chronological and has more fact-based evidence, like you have to know where you found that information. Uh, if you've taken a practice one, you know what I'm talking about. The other English section differs that the ACT is about grammar, 
mistakes and the ACT is about concepts in the passage. And rounding out this section, how are they different? Well, like I said before, the ACT uh, has the science section, which the SAT lacks, and also calculator on all sections, and some minor sectional differences that you can read up on yourself. The SAT gives more time per question, meaning there's less questions, but the questions are arguably harder than the ACT, which is the main difference. If you can work very quickly um, answering a lot of questions, then the SAT might be a better choice for you than the uh, SAT. There are minor differences such as the weight of each section or number of multiple choice answers. They're also scored differently, which they're scored in the worst possible way, in my opinion. Like, the SAT is out of 16,000, 16, and the ACT is out of 36. Where'd you come up with those numbers? Moving on to the next section, what really goes on into, into your resume? So, what is your resume, senor? Your college resume is much like a resume for any job that you would apply to. Gives colleges a rundown on what you like, awards, activities, sports, even travel is in there. Although traveling to a city over, they don't really count that as traveling. Yeah, I know, it sucks. Uh, it's showing off about yourself, so make sure to talk up your strengths, and uh, we, we can ignore your weaknesses a little bit. You want a few good clubs, this is a tip, uh, rather than a lot of clubs and activities to show colleges what you really like to do instead of just everything at once because they want it to be more concise. Now, adding to that, what is your questionnaire? Your questionnaire is a series of questions roughly related to your resume that you will answer to expand upon the answers you gave for your resume. So, basically an explanation for the questions in your resume. There is another type of questionnaire, however, that it's being the sports questionnaire used by coaches um, on colleges to recruit new players. This is sort of a supplement to your actual playing ability, like, you know how I told you to find them and send them videos of you playing? Yeah, you also have to do this kind of, which is the non-athletic part of your uh, recruitment. And the next question... How important is it? On the whole scale of things, it isn't as much as you'd hope. Um, the resume, it means. Most colleges really care about GPA and grades. The best it is is really just something that tips you over the edge to get in, if it's good, and like, usually it's going to be pretty good, so you should still do it. Uh, this is a shame, because it'd be better if colleges actually cared about who you are as a person, instead of just the numbers associated with your name. Yeah, according to many um, admissions officers from different colleges, col only colleges that look at the whole like candidate will even bother to read it. And the next question. When is it due, my friend? It will most likely be due, along with the rest of your application, at the beginning of senior year. But be sure to check that your school doesn't have a program to submit it earlier, 
or that you're required to submit it earlier. Uh, my school did. I've already done it. Uh, the same goes for the academic questionnaire, but the athletic one is probably due when the coach tells you it's due. So when you when you get it, when he gives it to you, make sure to ask exactly when it's due because it might vary. So the sports one varies, but the academic questionnaire will most likely go in exactly with the resume, just so you know. And the last question for this topic, what is on both of them? Now, what is on your resume is basically you. You're showing off yourself. It, ha it has to be short. Usually it's going to be one page. But it's basically what clubs you're in, what awards you've gotten, what services you've done for your community, what jobs you've held, and what sports you you're in. All of these based on which years you were part of each. So if you're part of one club starting sophomore year, you put that in. And for jobs, they want to know what position you held. Um, also travel, like I said. Now, the questionnaire elaborates on this. For example, why is your favorite club? Why is it your favorite club? Or what is your favorite subject and why? Or what is the significance of a job that you've held? Stuff like that. Moving on to the last section for today. How do you volunteer to help overseas? Well, it's really quite easy. You just have to sign up, usually online, to pre-plan trips by different uh, help organizations, stuff like that. Pay for the flight on by your own, obviously. And when you arrive there, you do what you do best. Uh, help people. I suppose if you are ambitious enough, you could start your own trip, but that takes a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of planning. But on the bright side, that colleges would definitely like that a lot. Uh, you can sign up on many websites, and the trips include such locales as South Africa, Costa Rica, Nepal, or Italy, even. Moving on. Where is considered places to go? There is no one place that needs help. Obviously, um, every place needs a bit of help. And there isn't any criterion such as, uh, has to be in Latin America or, uh, has to be in Africa. Although these are the most popular spots, obviously. It doesn't make a difference if you feed the homeless in Spain or in Nicaragua, you're still helping out. Since the trips are planned, there are on certain locations picked out already each year by the different organization groups. Um, you can see some of the choices below. Some of the ones that I listed off beforehand were actually the planned trips for this year. South Africa, Costa Rica, Nepal, and even Italy, like I said. Next question. Is it hard? While they do allow for growth and life experience and something to put on your college application, <clears throat> they are quite hard. It is expensive, first off. And sometimes the group spends more time having fun than, and will run out of funds. And while that does sound fun, what do you do when you run out of funds and you're stuck in Panama? Yeah. You won't have access to internet, and you might have to live in somebody's house who lives there. And you won't really eat your favorite foods, but you probably know that. Uh, rarely... These trips can actually bring more harm, just so you know. And the next question, do colleges care more? 
Um, now, do colleges care more that you went overseas than just helping locally? So the reason that most of you are going to do this is to put this nice, meaty, helpful experience on your resume or write about it in your essay. Very good topic to write about. But hold on, because according to admissions officers, they don't really care. Now, this isn't to say that you don't they don't care at all. But if you plan on becoming an engineer, then they want then they want to know how you are being enriched by this experience by teaching English in Somalia. Like if it doesn't make sense with what you like, then you shouldn't do it just to get in. And the last question that we have time for today, should you do it? Now, after everything that I've said, the cost, mucho expensive, the potential hardships, and the fact that colleges don't care, should you still do it? Now, if you do it because you really want to do it and help, it will help you out. But colleges are quick to spot who does it just to get in um, for an extra thing. So if you're just doing it to get in, I suggest doing something that you actually like to get in or at least volunteering somewhere less expensive, uh, something more local to start off, perhaps. And now, the best part of every episode, the part where I make a fool of myself reading out emails that colleges sent to me, and possibly jeopardizing my chance to get into any of them. Uh, who cares, really, right? Now this one, it's a really funny one, I just found this one. It's from Iona College, which I'm pretty sure that one's close. Um, yeah, it's in New York, so it is close. Um, it's an urgent message for me. Oh, it says, college will be here before you know it. Don't remind me. That's why I urge you to request, here's the article, four things you need to know about college, and three you can forget. Very clever and very endearing, but no thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the next one is from Fordham University, which is from New York too, I think. Yes, it is, in the Bronx. Um, this one is just, your response is needed. Oh boy, I feel important. Um, and this one, it doesn't have an article. Oh no, it, it does have an article, but not only does it have an article, it has a take our quiz, your personality, your college. Uh, I don't know when colleges became BuzzFeed all of a sudden, but I do not appreciate this change. And of course the article is the three big college questions. Like, boy, I cover 15 college questions. And picking up where we left off, we have Quin Quinnipiac University. And this one just tells you right in, right in the name of the email, the result of your personality quiz. I didn't take a personality quiz, so I don't know what results you're giving me. Um, yeah, the discover your student style quiz. I don't want to take quizzes for you, colleges. I know, I know what I want. I know what I like. And after I take that um, aptly named quiz, they'll also give me three qualities you have that colleges can't resist. That really makes me excited to go to this college. Um, this one's in Connecticut, so 
I think that's a minus one for you. Well, that's all we have time for today. I do hope you have enjoyed this installment of Uniprep, the only blog that helps to answer all of your college questions and concerns. I hope you'll catch the next episode. Goodbye.